following program is dedicated to the memory of Dr. George A. Dog, born sometime in 1975, died February 24, 1990. You can sit back and relax, or you can sit on a couch, because it's a half-hour radio show. Oh, you can Curly. Ah, and this is a half hour radio show, and, uh, well, uh, this is the part of the show where I say that we have a really great show planned for you. But, uh, well, actually, I'm not exactly sure what we have planned for you because my partner, who isn't here yet, planned this week's show, and, <laughs> like I said, he isn't here yet. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I'm sure we will have another interesting visit with Amos P. Graveleg and his tips for fishermen, and uh, we'll most certainly have another episode of Ask Dr. Dog with our own canine American researcher, Dr. George A. Dog, and, uh, well, I'm sure that it's going... Oh, God, it's about time. Where have you been? Hi. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh... Hi, folks, and uh, welcome to a half-hour radio show. I'm Tom Curley, and we want to tell you... I've already gone through all of that. Oh, oh, well, well, in that At case... At the beginning of the show, Oh. when you weren't here... I, I know. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. You plan this week's show and then just leave me alone high and dry here in front of our entire audience? I said I was Where sorry. were you? I took a meeting. Who were you taking a meeting with? The owners of the station. Oh. Oh, no. They're not going to start changing our format again, are they? Uh, no. Thank God. Not really. What do you mean, not really? Well, uh, you see, the owners have decided they really like us. They do? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they said they think we're the greatest thing since the Ginsu knife. The Ginsu knife? That's a quote. They said we were just like a Ginsu knife. Uh, sharp, versatile, and cheap. Oh, marvelous. Anyway, they like all our regular features, especially... Ask Dr. Dog. So, this sounds good. Well, it is, except for one small thing. Aha, uh -huh. I was waiting for this. Well, you see, they're just a teensy bit worried about our demographics. What do you mean, our demographics? Well, they're worried that we're not getting enough of the youth market. Youth market? Yes, yes, the youth market. Uh -huh. So, well, well, basically, they want us to have another co-host. Oh, what? Are you crazy? I don't want another co-host. It's bad enough I have to put up with you every week. Who do they want us to get? Debbie Gibson, Paula Abdul, Johnny Depp? I don't Tiffany, know. Tiffany, you don't know. No, uh, I had to leave the meeting early because we were going on the air. I know, I was here. Yeah, I know. So, I, I, look, I missed exactly who's going to be our new co-host, okay? But uh -huh. but don't get upset. Uh, they said that, that, that the new co-host would only be a small addition to the show. Great. 
We're getting a new co-host, and you have no idea who it is, except that it is a youth-oriented small addition to the show. Well, Wonderful. as I was leaving, he was saying he thought Dr. Dog was our real strong point, and, and he had the perfect co-host in mind. Uh-huh. Look, he's sending the guy over. He should be here any minute. Why do you say it's God? What? Yeah, well, oh, that must be it, what I want to know is why you automatically assume our new co-host is a guy. What if he's not? He could be a woman, you know? Could be a midget. It could oh, be... A puppy? Uh, hi there. Uh, I don't Welcome to that. a half-hour radio show. I, you, I, it, you wouldn't be our new co-host, would you? Couldn't be. Our, our new co-host is a puppy? What? I guess so. He's the only one here. You're sure there's nobody else with him? Uh, no. Uh, well, look. Oh, wait, look, no, he's got an envelope pinned to his collar. Oh, wait uh -huh. a minute, maybe that'll, that'll help things clear this uh -huh. up. Here, boy. Oh, Here, this is just marvelous. Great. Well, folks, you're Come listening on, to a half-hour radio Give show, and we'll be back Here, in just buffy. a minute. Give me that, little pot. Announcing the most amazing and revolutionary innovation in surgical equipment since the gas mask. That's right, we're talking about the incredible, the amazing new Ginsu Scalpel. Yes, the Ginsu Scalpel slices, dices, makes perfect incisions, and can cut a tin can in half. Yes, if you're a surgeon who worries about those dull disposable scalpels you have to use every day at work, then the Ginsu Scalpel is for you. It'll cut right through a tree limb and still perform a perfect appendectomy. Use it at work, use it at home. The Ginsu Scalpel is the answer to all your scalpel needs. And here's your announcer to tell you how to order. Dial 1-900! Oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong number. Dial 1-900, I'm a jerk! No, that's not either. Well, hi, folks. We're listening yeah, to a half-hour radio show, and if you just tuned in, well, it seems that the owners of this station have decided that we needed a new, younger co-host to boost our ratings with the youth market. And as near as we can tell, the co-host the owners sent over appears to be this puppy here. Of course, we're not exactly sure yet. You see, the... Uh, Puppy seems to have an envelope in his possession that we hope will shed some light on just what is going on here. Give me that envelope! Well, you got most of it. Shut up! Uh-huh. What's it say? I don't know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me see. Yeah, it's all wet. All right. Uh, ah, it's from the owners. Okay. Are you sure he came here alone? Yeah, yeah. I Let's mean, see. It says you know, here, it doesn't uh, make a whole hell of a lot of sense. Hi, I'm your new co-host. If he came, I, don't this. If, I mean, how did he ring this doorbell if he came well, hey, here? It says here they hired him for a full 13-week no, contract. He's, he's I not don't believe tall this. enough to reach the doorbell. It also says they no. made a managing editor of the I show. Maybe he stood on something. Hey, this. you! This is ridiculous. Yeah, you! How did you ring that doorbell? I don't understand a word he's saying. We don't have a managing editor on this show. Forget the managing editor. How did he ring the doorbell? Oh, oh the owners did it. What? How does a managing editor How do you know do the owners did it? Oh, it says so right here in the letter. Oh. The owners dropped him off on their way to take lunch. Oh, oh well, that's a relief. A relief? Yes, What's a relief? We just got a new, a new co-host and a managing editor who just happens to be a puppy? Yeah, but at least we know who rang the doorbell. Forget the doorbell, for God's sakes. What are we going to do about this? Well, to start off, I'd get a newspaper. Why? This is radio. We need it for our managing editor. What? Uh, no, 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 stop that. No, not about yes, no, 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 uh, Well, oh, folks, you're I listening to a half-hour radio it. show, and we definitely seem to have uh, stepped in it. And we'll be right back after these messages. Oh, well. You've enjoyed his music for years. You loved his haunting interpretations of the music of the Beatles, the Bee Gees, and many of our other great contemporary masters. But now, Static House, 
a division of the Long John Sump Pump and Bassinet Society, presents our new album, Zamfir, master of the pan flute, plays heavy metal. Yes, here, Zamfir, master of the pan flute, as he plays the music of Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Twisted Sister, and more. And if you order now, you can receive the limited edition CD, Zamfir Plays the Best of Pink Floyd. That's Zamfir, master of the pan flute, playing the head-banging favorites we've all come to know and love. And here's your announcer to tell you how to order. Call 1-900-FLOUT-IT! That's 1-900-FLOUT-IT! When you got it, flout it! Hi, folks. We're back in a half-hour radio show, and if you just joined us, we are currently trying to uh, catch our new co-host and <laughs> managing editor, who just happens to be um, a puppy. Come here, you little What's he saying, anyway? I don't know. Come here, you. Come here, come here. What do you mean you don't know? You understand Dr. Dog, don't you? Yes, I do, but but he's just speaking gibberish. Uh, oh, no, no. Right. On the paper, uh, on the spe paper. <laughs> Speaking of Dr. Dog, does he know about this yet? No, I haven't had a chance to tell him yet. Where is Dr. Dog? I don't know. He was supposed to be here a few minutes ago. No, no. no ah, I hope, let go of my leg. I hope he shows up soon. Look across the street, what? will you? Across the street. Look across the street. He's been after a French poodle that lives over there. Okay, look across the street. Can you see him? Um, uh, no. Yes, wait a minute. There he is. Good, 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 good. Uh, how right. He, he, he seems Dr. to be occupied Dr. with Dog. that French poodle. George! Hey, hey, stop that. Stop that right now, Dr. Dog. I don't think he's going to stop. Stop that. Stop that right now or I'm going to get the hose. The what? The hose. I'm going to get the, the hose. hose? Don't worry, I'm not going to really get the hose. He doesn't know that. Oh. Dr. Dog, come on, get in here. Right now. Right now, or I'm going to get the hose. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Okay, fine. Stay there. It doesn't matter. The owners have decided to replace you with a puppy. Yes, a puppy. Now, get in here. Come on, get in here now. We're on the air. God. Yes, I know what you were doing. I could see it. The entire neighborhood could see it. I know she was French. And I don't care. We're on the air. We were supposed to be in here. Yes, I know. We recorded the segment of Ask Dr. Dog yesterday, but we we got to make some changes. Yes, changes. The owners of the station have decided that, that you need a new, younger co-host. I know it's not in your contract, but you're going to have to put up with it anyway. You'll sue. Great. Look, just meet the little guy, okay? Give this a chance. Just help me out. Fine. Good. Uh, Dr. Dog, this is our new co-host. This, this puppy here. See? See? It's working out okay. They're getting along just fine. Did you tell Dr. Dog about the managing editor part? One thing at a time, okay? Uh -huh. It's nothing, Dr. Dog. It's nothing. Well, actually, it's the owner's also appointed this puppy to be our, our managing editor. What do you mean, that's it? You've had it. I don't believe you I did that, Dr. Dog. That puppy you scared just away. opened that door. Oh, here, boy. Maybe here he boy. did ring the doorbell. Come on in. 
Pardon? I don't believe this. I'm talking to a dog. And I'm working for a puppy. Wonderful. Well, folks, you're still listening to a half-hour radio show, sort of, and we'll be right back after this week's episode of Tips for Fishermen. It's time once again to take rod in hand and move it around a lot with some more Tips for Fishermen, starring the old salt Amos P. Graveleg. This week, Amos shows us how to clean a fish. And now, here's Amos. Pardon? Oh, today we're going to learn how to clean a fish. Well, first you get a fish to clean, then you get something like a Brillo pad or a washcloth. And then you... Hey, give me that. Let go of my fish. Look, I'm really sorry. You see, uh, it is hard to explain, but, but th- th- that's our new managing editor. He ate my fish. I know, I know. I'm sorry. Look, look I, I don't have time. I, I, I gotta go. Come back here. It wasn't clean yet. You've been listening to Tips for Fishermen with the old salt Amos P. Graveleg. Stay tuned next time when Amos shows us how to tell the difference between a shark and a puppy. A, a guppy. Uh, Tips for Fishermen is a regular feature of this show, although God only knows why. Hi, folks. If you just joined us, you're listening to a half-hour radio show. And to say that this show has gone to the dogs is a gross understatement. You see, it seems that the owners of this station have appointed uh, a puppy as our new co-host and <laughs> managing editor. Let go of my... Ow! Damn it! Let go of my... What? I'm not a chew toy! I'm a human being! Nice quote. I should write that down. Oh, shut up. Okay. Well, what now? What do you mean, what now? Well, what do we do? We're still on the air, remember? Or maybe we should ask our new managing editor. Look at what this little creep did to my shoe. Do me, Mr. Uh, managing editor. What do we do next? <laughs> what did he say? I don't know. Dr. Dog, what did he say? <laughs> he wants me fired? <laughs> you can't fire me. No, you can't. No, you can't. Cannot. Cannot. Oh. Uh. He really wants to fire you. Shut up! What do you say now? According to Dr. Dog, he wants to fire you, too. What? Don't whine at me, you little monster. You're not firing me. I've got a contract. Don't look now, but I think he's got your contract. What? Hey, hey, give me that, you little creep. Give me that. Hey, hey, I said, give me that. Give me... The contract. <laughs> Pardon? What did he say? He said, uh, all you really need to fix this is a good lawyer and some scotch tape. Oh, shut up. I didn't say it, he did. Excuse me. Dr. Dog! <coughs> shut up! I think we should go to a commercial. I think we should get some more paper towels. What? What? Oh, no, 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 on the paper! You're on listening to a half-hour radio show, Fagin. We'll no, be back, unfortunately, on the... right after this. No, not on the contract! On the... I'm not on my contract! Get off, you fleabag! On page one of today's edition of the New York Times, there's an in-depth report on the breakdown of communism in the Eastern Bloc. On page one of today's edition of Da News, there's a big picture of Roseanne Barr with a little caption written in big type. On page 62 of today's edition of the Washington Post, there is a stimulating essay on the environment and how we can help to improve it. On page 62 of today's edition of Da News, there isn't anything, because Da News is only three pages long. So, if you don't want to overload your busy day with facts and intellectually stimulating thoughts, 
you want the news. The only paper with pop-up pictures and big, big type. That's the news for busy literates everywhere. Pick it up at the newsstand today. Hi, folks. We're back on a half-hour radio show, sort of. And if you just joined us... Guys, guys, we're on the air. Can you keep it down? Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Guys, please. It seems that this puppy here has been made managing editor, and he wants to fire us. And Dr. Dog over there wants to eat him, the puppy. I can't believe it. They actually listened to you. Sort of. This is exhausting. Well, perhaps we should take advantage of this brief moment of peace and quiet to introduce our next feature. Sure. Why not? What is it? What else? Ask Dr. Dog! Oh, no. Time once again for Ask Dr. Dog, the show that answers the questions that you dogs out there want to hear. With noted canine American researcher Dr. George A. Dog, let's ask Dr. Dog. Hi again, and welcome to Ask Dr. Dog. <coughs> Dr. Dog says hi. And we'd like to take this time to introduce our new co-host on Ask Dr. Dog, this, uh, this puppy here. <coughs> What did he say? Oh, uh, the puppy said hi. Yeah, hi. Hello. Yes, hi. Never mind. Uh, today's question comes from a puppy. Yeah, what? Yeah, hi. Anyway, our, our question... Hello. Our, our question comes from a puppy in Florida who writes, Dear Dr. Dog, what is the best paper to paper train on? The New York Times or the National Enquirer? Well, that's an interesting, and if I may say... Timely question. <laughs> Get it? Timely question. Yeah, right. Hi. Ah, uh, Dr. Dog says this is a very complicated question with no easy answers. On the one hand, the New York Times presents a larger target, but it's much more intellectually satisfying to pee on the National Enquirer. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, tell me, Mr. Uh, uh, puppy, uh, what do you think? Yeah, hi. Uh, forget it. You've been listening to yeah. Ask Dr. Dog. Yeah. So if you're yeah. a dog with hello, a problem, hello, don't hello, just growl about it. Send in your questions to Ask Dr. Dog in care of this station. Well, hi, folks. We're back on a half-hour radio show, and if you've just joined us, you're lucky, because you have blissfully missed almost all of this show. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst day in Dr. Dog's life. And seeing that the show isn't, in fact, completely over, just what do we do next? I don't know. I'm too tired to care. Normally, we would run this week's episode of Sterling Bronson, Space Engineer. Sure, why not? <laughs> what? <laughs> he doesn't like Sterling Bronson? It's not young. It's not happening. I'm beginning to see why he got this job. Listen, you little four-legged creep. I don't care what you think. We are playing Sterling Bronson. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. What are you going to do to stop me? Story of the United.
United Federated Organization ship Sloth, as it and its crew of contentious cosmonauts blunder aimlessly through interstellar, intergalactic, and interlock... Gutory space. It's five-year mission to go where nobody has bothered to go before. Our story so far. The Romulans, developers and sole franchise owners of The Scotch Gun, have lamentably, literally liquidated lots of Starfleet's crews, which languish now in durance viler than anything Byron could have thought up as containers of passable 80-proof Scotch whiskey. Doubtless under fire from the purveyors of non-grain-based alcoholic beverages, Starfleet Command has sent their only non-liquid asset in the sector, the sloth, to negotiate a treaty. Challenge one. The Romulans negotiate by drinking their opponents under the table. Challenge two. Captain James T. Clerk of the Sloth holds the galactic cheap date record for getting bagged on prune dip. Challenge three, find a solution for challenges one and two. Pointing out that it is the 25th century and malpractice suits have been outlawed, Dr. Fema recommends a pill for the Soberall. A little pill which, when ingested, becomes a big pill that absorbs up to 27 times its weight in alcohol. At least, that's what it says on the box. Challenge four. What is, in fact, in the box? <laughs> Our scene opens in the transporter room of the sloth. Clerk, Chief Science Officer Spook, and Chief Engineer Brunson prepare to beam down to the surface of the Romulan home planet. Lieutenant O'Hara, inform the transporter room we're on our way. Ahoy, transporter room. In a few seconds, your elevator door will open. Now, oh, gentlemen, I know this mission seems silly, but it's important. And it's the only mission we've the got. Yeoman, prepare to beam oh, down. Oh, it's not you. Now, prepare to... I mean, it's not as if I don't have better... That'll be enough, Lieutenant. Thank you. Ready to beam down, Spook? Aye, sir. Bronson? Aye, sir. Energize. That's one small step. Wow, I love to watch you guys do that. Ah, uh, hello? Uh, I'm Captain James P. Clark. Uh, of the United Federated Organization ship, the Sloth. Uh, this is my first officer, Mr. Spook, and Mr. Bronson. I'll drink to that laddie and you can make a double. Uh, uh, hold on there, Bronson. Uh, uh, Spook. Yes, sir. Ah, uh, Spook, do you have those pills? Yes, sir. Good. Give me a double. Good idea, sir. Yes. Uh, uh, Mr. Bronson, uh, you know you can't take a drink until you uh, take your medicine. Oh, I don't need any of that, sir. I'll take it straight. Belay that, Bronson. Don't take that drink. Captain, I trust you know that it is against the law on our planet to forbid a person to drink. Uh, yes. Well, uh, you see, uh, Mr. Bronson is our ch chief engineer, and uh, he has to uh, fix things. And uh, he, he can't fix things uh, when he's drunk. I'm a chief engineer. I'm drunk. And I can fix anything! I'll drink the lot! Bronson! Bronson! Come on, Let's go on and fix something! Bronson! Bronson! Oh, don't worry about them, Captain Clerk. They'll have fun fixing things and we can negotiate. Have a drink? Uh, thank you. 
You too. Thank you. Okay, gentlemen, the rules of negotiation are simple. You tell us what you want, and we tell you what we want, and we drink. The last one conscious gets what he wants. All drinks are that. You too. Who too? Oh, uh, me too. All right. Yes. Now to begin, we will tell you what we want. You see, about six months ago, a great tragedy struck the Romuland Empire. We ran out of booze. Captain, have you ever had a hangover after a thousand-year bender? Captain, we want that this should never happen again. Never again. To our help, you too. Uh, right. Uh, cheers, Spook. Up yours, sir. What? That's an old Hephaestian toast. Yeah, of right. course, since our scientists invented our scotch gun, sobriety has been the least of our problems. Shalom. Uh, uh, skull. Our real problem is that our scotch gun only works on humans, and we're all out of humans. That's why we want your ship. My, my ship? My of ship? Of your ship. What do you think I mean? I already got all the other ships. My ship? You see, the problem is that even though we got all those starships up there... My Nobody ship? down here is willing to stay sober long enough to run them. My ship? And we already turned all the humans up there into scotch. My ship? So this time, we're gonna get smart. We're gonna keep you and, as you say, the essential personnel alive to run those ships. And the rest of your crew will be scotched, so to speak. <laughs> Get it? Scotched? My ship? You want my ship? Never! You'll never take my ship! Never! Never! And do you want to know why? No. I'll tell you why! Because it's my ship! That's why! My ship! Mine! 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 I'll fight you. I'll defend my ship to the death. My crew will defend my ship to the death. Tell them, Spook. Tell them we'll defend her to the death. My ship. My ship. My ship. You and that damn ship. You know something, Jim? If you aren't blathering on about your ship, and you're asking me some stupid question. What's the date, Spook? What time is it, Spook? Are my shoes tied, Spook? How come I never get any dates, Spook? You know, you only talk to me when you want to know something. Spook, what's the matter with Just you? Once. I, I like to hear someone say, hi, you spooky house tricks, but no, not you, not anyone. And you want to know why? I know why. Spook. You're drunk. And so, reminiscent of those management and union blowouts of the past, our intrepid heroes are reminded that being guilty of NWI, negotiating while intoxicated, can produce acute personal embarrassment aside from having ramifications of truly galactic proportions. Will the good guys win? Of course, but how and who are the good guys? Find out on the next ebullient episode of... Sterling Branson Space Engineer! Oh, hold on, hold on, what, what are you...
are you doing? He's got the tape. He's got the tape. Give me that. Give me that tape. Oh, brother. Well, folks, that just about wraps up this week's show. Thank God. We'd like to thank all the people who helped make our show possible. Pat Ruzgis, Suzy's, George A. Dog as himself, and Friday as the puppy. Special dog effects were provided by Hurricane the Special Effects Dog. My partner is Tom Curley, what's left of him, and I'm Jeff Krause, and we'll see you next time. No, 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 don't chew on the microphone cable. No, you'll put us off the... I don't believe this. He chewed through the microphone cable. Bad boss. Bad managing editor. Very bad.